Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and today's episode is one that I have been looking forward to for a while now. I have the honor of having Kenzie Elizabeth on the podcast today to talk about all things becoming your best self, her social media journey, post-grad life, all the things in between. It's really, really such a great episode, so I'm so excited to share it with you guys. But before I dive into that, I just want to say thank you so much for letting me take a week off. This past week has been absolutely insane. Um, It has just been kind of stressful, definitely a whirlwind, and a podcast on top of that would have just been way too much for me. So thank you so much for understanding that I wasn't going to put out an episode, and I thought I'd go ahead and give you guys just a little bit of an update on everything, how everything's going as of lately. I'm recording this a few days in advance of the podcast episode going out, so I'm sure by the time the episode goes out, everything should be back to normal. Um, I really, really think it will be, Uh, but basically what happened is for a week straight, we had like a snowstorm and like It was the most snow I've ever seen in my life in Austin, I believe. It was like the coldest temperatures we've had since like 1937 or something ridiculous. It was just some kind of like cold winter weather front that came in and essentially there was snow everywhere and people's pipes were bursting. The power went out. Basically, Texas's infrastructure, since we're not used to the cold like that, is just not in any way set up for weather like this so there was like so many car crashes I think the whole the whole situation like the the public broadcasting of what was going on in Texas started off with like 100 car pileups on the highway because of the ice on the highway that you can't see obviously and yeah it was just such a devastating beginning to a literally incredibly exhausting week for all of us. I was so, so blessed to have been one that did not ever lose power or water, but essentially everybody around me I know did lose power and water. So I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to help other people out and be there for them and let them come use my bathroom or, um, help them if they ran out of food by the middle of the week like most people were starting to run out of food because nobody really prepared for this and our grocery stores closed and you couldn't drive anywhere and obviously Texas is a very drivable uh, state it's not really somewhere where you just can walk around a ton even living in downtown Austin like I do so it's not very easy to get to the grocery store if you don't have a car Um, so yeah, people were starting to run out of food and, you know, people weren't able to shower for days. And then on top of that, by the middle of the week, they issued like a water boil advisory. I'm not exactly sure if I said that right, but basically you have to boil all the water that you use because the water treatment plants were not able to run effectively because of the snowstorm. Um, it was just like, things piled on top of each other over and over again. Thank goodness that I was literally fine. I only had like one instance, which I'll talk about in the episode, but I only had one instance of I lost Wi-Fi for about 36 hours and that was a very boring 36 hours for sure. But other than that, I really ended up being okay. I was able to stay warm. I'm so, so grateful. And I know that I had it so much better than so many other people. But it was definitely stressful because we had to like prepare for at any moment to have to go somewhere else or lose water. Um, so especially once like the water boil advisory started happening, we spent like 
me and my roommate, when I say we, I mean me and my roommate, we spent an entire day like prepping to like boil water and like filling our bathtub up so that we could flush our toilet if we ran out of water. And um, yeah, it finally looks like we're on the upturn of everything. I think almost everybody I know, all their power and water has been restored, but a lot of water that people are getting is not clean. So they're not able to drink it, even if they boil it, like it's dirty water. So there's still a lot of organizations like helping distribute water to people. Um, and luckily all the snow and ice seems like it has melted. It's gotten up to about 50 degrees Fahrenheit today. So I'm so, so grateful that we're finally kind of coming out of it and hopefully everything will be back to semi-normal by the end of the week. But that was like my experience with it. I just wanted to share that with you guys because Honestly, I am just like exhausted by it. It was not fun. It was very scary, honestly. Like people were dying. Like people weren't, didn't have anywhere to go. And like at one point, like, I don't know, people were just like concerned about the outcome of it all. And so I'm just so grateful to have stayed safe through all of it and been able to help my friends and anybody else that I could through it all. So yeah, I think I am again, so, so blessed, so blessed. I will say that over and over and over again, but yeah, it still was so stressful. But now here I am, Wi-Fi back on, able to do all the things that I need to get done. And luckily, school was canceled for almost a week and a half. School restarts the day that this episode goes up. So we got basically a week and a half off of school, which is nice, but also stressful because that just throws a wrench in all the timelines and like on our syllabi for every class that we have so I'm kind of just like not sure when anything is happening anymore so I'm just kind of like waiting for my professors to reach out and explain what we're doing moving forward so yeah I am just I'm still a little stressed it's still you know very fresh in all of our minds of what we just had to go through but you know could have been worse. It was worse for so, so many other people. So I am grateful to be where I am now. But yeah, I knew a lot of you guys reached out to me on Instagram and I'm so, so thankful for all of you who did and were so um, loving and understanding and asking if you could help in any way. And honestly, there is nothing that could be done um, in terms of, you know, individuals helping. But I'm so, so thankful to have people that think of me and were you know, checking in on me and making sure I was okay. Um, But yeah, I'm all good now. Everything is fine. And hopefully I will never have to experience that again. Um, We'll see if Texas puts in measures for um, the event that it potentially happens again because global warming. We never know it might happen again. Probably not, you know, this year with the weather getting warmer and it being spring soon. But yeah, hopefully... Hopefully Texas will be better prepared for something like this next time because, yeah, you never know when there will be a next time. But, yeah, that is my snowstorm update, and I'm so excited to have been able to have Wi-Fi and record this with Kenzie. We recorded this this past week um, when I did get my Wi-Fi back, and I was, like, nervous that I wasn't going to be able to, but thankfully I did. So I'm going to go ahead and without further ado, let y'all listen to the episode. I know you'll love it and I love all of y'all so, so much. So let's get into it. Hi, Kenzie. Thanks so much for being on my podcast. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? 
Doing all right. I mean, through throughout everything going on in Texas, I'm a little stressed, but I'm so blessed to be having power, water, all of that. How are you doing through all this? Literally exact same. I have somehow not lost it. I'm like trying to not jinx myself, but <laughs> very, very grateful. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you guys don't know who Kenzie is, she is a digital creator, social media queen. Um, I would love to have you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, all the platforms that you run. There are very many of them, um, all that stuff. So I'd love to hear what you do. Oh my gosh. So I, my name is Kenzie. I'm 23. I live in Dallas currently. Um, I grew up a little bit north of Dallas lived in LA for a while, came back here. I am a lifestyle vlogger, content creator. I have a podcast. Um, I have The Living Room, which is like faith-based content, TikTok, Instagram. I'm like literally on everything. <laughs> oh, I'm even on Clubhouse now. That's my like latest thing. It's so, have you, are you on Clubhouse? Okay. No. Uh, well, yes, I do have a Clubhouse, okay. but I don't think I've like fully understood the premise or gotten into it. I haven't like created my own like clubhouse room or like known anybody who makes like clubhouse rooms to talk about things so I haven't listened to anybody that I actually care about Mm -hmm. so maybe I need to do that but I think the secret to clubhouse is just knowing that no one really understands it fully and (laughs) I've got on with some friends in the past week or so and it's just been so fun honestly like I was talking about that earlier today with Dom and it's a really good platform it's very fun um, but it's perfect, especially for like pandemic times when you're not seeing most of your friends because you can just like have a midday break and catch up with them. But it still feels productive because you're like doing something in the digital space. I mm-hmm. cannot recommend it enough. So, so into it right now. Okay. Well, then I'm curious. Um, I know this is totally a tangent, but I'm curious. What do you think is better about it than just like Instagram live? Um, okay. So I personally don't watch Instagram lives like very often. Um, so that would probably be it. And if I watch an Instagram live, it's normally it's been saved to IGTV and I just was interested in something. It's just better. I don't know. It's an audio platform only. You can be doing other things. I can just bring it around with IG live. You have to be like clicked onto it with clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You can be doing other things on your phone. Um, I just oh, feel like okay. it's, I didn't realize it's that. almost like a less engaging platform but it doesn't hold you to it as much I don't know there's just something about clubhouse there's really something to it there's there's some hacks I I do have some um some uh, recommendations if you will to the clubhouse team if anyone here is listening and works at clubhouse I have some great things that could improve the platform um but I don't know I've met so many people we've had like cool clubhouse things even like my we have a normal like frat friend and he's a guy and he loves it and he like will go on with us And if you can get like your frat boys on the platform, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like what a wide range of people, you know, like they're not going to do an Instagram live. Yeah. They'll do a clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. It's kind of weird how clubhouse just like snuck up on us out of nowhere. And now everybody's like trying to figure it out and use it. Um, I definitely need to deep dive into it, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not sure that I know exactly what is going on. So I haven't really paid much attention, but I will definitely be doing that after this. (laughs) Okay. So, um, Back on track. <laughs> uh, today's episode, I just kind of wanted to talk about you a little bit and your journey towards becoming the best version of yourself. That's what I love to talk about on this podcast is just 
taking each and every day to grow and improve and get closer to the things that you want to achieve. Um, And I also want to talk about how that kind of led you to the life that you live now where you do social media, your podcast, you recently started The Living Room, um, all of that stuff. So I'm excited to talk about all of that today with you. But first, I want to go ahead and do our weekly segment, um, Midweek Motivation. Uh, And I thought this time I'd go ahead and pitch it to Kenzie and she could give us a little quote or it's just an idea that you want people to carry with them throughout the rest of their week. So go for it. Okay. I kind of hate that I'm saying this because I know that I've said it on my podcast a thousand times. <laughs> That's okay. Times, but it is, it really is fitting. And it's also like something I'm reminding myself of today. I feel like, you know, quarantine fatigue and quarantine burnout is so real. Like when we're doing less than we normally do, and then we're like the most exhausted we've ever been <laughs> really crazy. Um, but something that I always remind myself of is like motivation or discipline over motivation. I think we're really quick to lean on emotions and lean on feelings to kind of like inspire us and get us through, which I think there's so much power to that. And it's very important. and something I do all the time, but I'm not necessarily like always super excited to wake up early or always super excited to do like boring aspects of my job that everyone has. But it, I think at the end of the day, like discipline is going to get you a lot further and then it also generates motivation because the more I'm working, I think the more, the more I'm motivated. Um, so that's just something that I learned. Also, I think just growing up in North Texas, sports are like really crazy here. And it's just like it was instilled in me as a child. Yeah. So I think that's really big for me. Yeah, I think also I love that because – for me on this podcast, I talk about how motivation like ebbs and flows. It's not like I live in a constant state of being motivated, but the the times when I don't feel motivated, it is discipline. It is habit. It is routine that like gets you through and keeps you going. So whenever people look at me or ask me like, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay working all the time? It's like half the time, maybe, yeah, it's a little bit of motivation, but the other half for sure, it's just like, I'm just stuck in a routine and like disciplined enough to, you know, continue with whatever I'm working on, even when I'm exhausted or even whenever, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't want to do it because everybody has those days for sure. A hundred percent for sure. Okay. So I wanted to go ahead and ask you some questions. So first I wanted to know, who do you think you are when you're at your best version of yourself? Um, that's such a good question. Like, what do you do every day or what, like, what does an ideal day look like to you? Or I don't know. Yeah. If you were to move throughout your day as the best version of yourself, like, what does that look like? What are you doing? What are you thinking about? What is your intention? All of that. Do you want like my routine through this day? Because I have a routine. Like how I mean, yeah, specific that, do you want me? As specific as you want to get. Like if you have a specific routine that makes you the best version of yourself, go for it. Okay, so I wake up in the morning between like 6, 6.30. I do my morning like reading and journal things. So I have the five-minute journal, which honestly, I it's not that I was a five-minute journal hater. I just didn't realize how much it would affect my everyday. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And then I also pair that with my book, It's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Day by Day. So I'll do the morning. Um, there's a morning and night to both the journal and the book. So that I've been yeah, loving okay. that. I'll do a little bit of like morning reading. My face really big to me. So like stuff like that. Then I will work out. And after I work out, I will clean up a little bit, shower, get ready for the day. Um, also, I'll take the dogs on a walk in the morning at some point. <laughs> then I get ready. I will go work out. I mean, oh my God, what am I saying? I literally just said this. I'm losing my mind today, guys. <laughs> no, it's you're a good. snowstorm. It's a snowstorm. The snowstorm has really put us all like 
in such a whirlwind. I was without Wi-Fi for about 36 hours and I was like, I have no idea what to do because I didn't realize like how everything I do in my life is reliant on Wi-Fi and like my data on my phone was barely working. So I like couldn't even load TikTok. And so horrible. uh, it was stressful. But go without TikTok. That's a world I don't want to live in. I know. Same, same. So I wake up, I do my morning reading. I'll normally, will take the dogs on a walk then, listen to a podcast. Then I work out, I'll clean up, make breakfast, shower, get ready for my day. I also got um, an Amazon show thing that I have in my bathroom. So I'll play podcasts in that. And that has been quite the game changer, I will say. Okay. Um, I get ready and then um, I'm really scheduled and routine. So like my day is already completely scheduled out of like, if I'm on podcasts, if I have my own podcast, if I have video recordings, meetings, things like that. So I will go, um, I'll work for the day. Ideally at like five, I turn everything off. Um, I love going on a little afternoon walk. That's really nice. And then I will like really change the vibe of my house. So I like candles. I get, I always play jazz music, things like that. And then I will like cook a really great meal. I love cooking. I think I'm Martha Stewart. And um, then I will like shower again I don't know I'm really into like baths and like relaxing things in this weird time that we're in and I will get my kindle out and read for hours and go to bed that's like my ideal day when I feel like I'm like at my peak I left out a lot of random habits but that is definitely my ideal no that sounds so nice yeah I would definitely say for me to like being able to like wake up at a decent time and like get my morning routine done and get my day started. Like if I can get those few things done and like ready to go by like 9am and like I start working by nine, like my day is already set up for success. And like with the whole snowstorm and everything, I've just been completely thrown off. And so it's like I get nothing done and it's just been like stressful. So I completely agree that like you know, when you get into that routine and you maintain that routine, it just feels like so much better. So much better. But I'm curious, like how long did it take you to figure out like what works for you and this like routine that you've created? Was that like over a long period of time? How did you do that trial and error, all of that? So my dad is a very routine person. I get a lot of my like entrepreneurial thinking and like leadership and things like that from my dad. So I feel like it was something that was like instilled in me in a young age. I also have anxiety, like diagnosed anxiety. So then my dad does the same. So my dad always kind of instilled those things in me because he knew it helped him so much with anxiety and things like that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's necessarily like I woke up one day and I was like, this stuff works, but I think it's changed in every like phase of my life. My routines always look different. I think I have certain habits that I keep in my day to day, but it looks different depending on what my routine is. So like, for instance, getting movement, going on walks, working out, cooking, things like that. Those are things that I always do, but it's not always at the same time in the day. It just depends on whatever phase of life I'm in. Um, But actually, this is going to be my challenge later, so I won't get too much into this. But there have been times where like I go through and I take note of like what recharges me and what refuels me and what works the best for me because I think routines are so personal and it's different depending on the person so I think it's kind of been trial and error like my entire life routines are something I've done since I was like young it wasn't even high school it was like before high school I've always had a routine 
Yeah. So I'm curious then, like, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast maybe are trying to get to that point where they are more organized and they don't really know where to start. What would be kind of your advice to somebody who is just like has no routine, but like wants to start, you know, building that discipline, gaining that motivation, getting to where kind of you are now, what would be your advice to them? I would set realistic goals. And what I mean by that is like, don't expect yourself to go from having no routine to waking up at 5am and taking a cool shower and trying to like Gary V it. I (laughs) would just do like maybe three things in the morning, like make a list of things you want to do as habits. Um, Maybe have a time that you want to wake up every morning, whether that's 9am or 7am or whatever that is. Um, And just try to do it for a week straight with three certain habits and then see how much better you feel or what works and what doesn't. I would just try to implement maybe a few things in and don't go overboard. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Like whenever I, I only recently, I would say like three months ago, actually created like a morning routine that I like, I do this, then I do this, then I do this. Like I, I before would just like, you know, kind of wander throughout my morning, like, you know, try to wake up and get ready for work. But then I once I really started building out a real morning routine, it just like really enhances your day and like makes you feel so accomplished, like as soon as you start and like it wakes you up so much easier. So I would definitely say it is like trial and error for figuring out a morning routine that works for you. But like I was able to figure it out within three months and I adjust it, you know, as needed. So yeah, highly recommend set goals, just try and yeah, don't make it too much of a laundry list of things to do. I definitely agree with that. So I'm also curious, like, what was kind of your biggest struggle in terms of like figuring out like a routine that works for you and kind of like growing into this best version of yourself? Like what's something that you struggled with along the way? Because I know a lot of people are struggling with something as they, you know, try to grow in their own ways. And so I love on this podcast just being like super transparent and just talking about, you know, that we don't always have it all together. So I'd love to know like what's something that you've had to overcome or struggled with during, you know, your own personal growth. I think the thing that comes to mind first would be that I'm like really hard on myself. I expect Mm, the best. I don't, I don't necessarily like nitpick myself as far as like, physical appearance but I think I'm very hard on myself and expect a lot out of myself so when I'm not I don't feel like this is something I am currently struggling with as much but it definitely will still come up from like time to time if I am not I used to find my worth and how productive I was I think so I would expect so much out of myself work so hard I would outwork everyone around me as far as like and not necessarily as far as like accolades but like time so it wasn't even that I was working smarter I was just working harder kind of thing but just being really hard on myself and expecting so much so like even with routines I'm really careful about like like I think there's certain habits that I really care about but if I am not doing every single thing every single day it's okay like giving myself grace in order to you know be the healthiest version of myself that I can be rather than expecting perfection out of myself especially when you work for yourself and you know I'm I I haven't had someone telling me what to do for work since I was 16 so that has been quite a journey because with that while it sounds like it's this great thing it actually can there's a lot of problems that come with yeah. it and you can really just like never stop working like there's always something to do I don't like clock in and clock out of somewhere Um, So I think just expecting too much out of myself and then also trying to fit too much into a day. I think 
real that's been something I was struggling with a lot in January because you go back in with like the new year motivation you're so excited and I wanted to do all these things and instead of being like these are all things I want to accomplish this year I was like these are all things I want to accomplish right now and yeah. that led ultimately I think to like me burning out this past week and just feeling like oh my god there's too much going on and you know things like that so I think being hard on myself and just overall expecting too much out of myself yeah I definitely resonate with that because especially in this past week like my uh, school got canceled for the whole week. And so like I'm sitting on like all of this work that needs to be done, but it's also like we're going to obviously have to push our semester back a week. So it's like part of me like expects myself to be like, you have so much time, Kelsey, like you can get all of this done. But then the other part of me is like, no, we're literally not like able to get any of this done. So there's no need to stress about it. So I completely, completely get that. Um, so going off of kind of working for yourself, I definitely agree that it's like a blessing and a curse. And obviously I don't fully work for myself, but I feel like I get a little bit of a taste of that with this podcast. Like I constantly mm-hmm. feel like there's more to be done or I could, you know, be pre-recording episodes or I could be yes, editing an episode, 100%. even if it's 9 p.m. at night and I don't have any plans. Like, no, I need to calm down. But I, I resonate with that for sure. But I'm curious if we go into talking a little bit about your social media platforms and all of that. What kind of led you to get started initially on YouTube? And then we can talk about kind of the progression of all of your platforms that you have now. When I started on YouTube, I first started watching YouTube and it I was going through a really hard time in my life at that point. And it was an escape for me. I think watching a lot of videos, it provided almost like a lot of peace and just like I was able to, um, it was like an escape from the chaos that I was dealing with at that time. So for me, it was really like what, I don't want to say it saved my life, but it was like really, really, really helpful as far as getting through a really hard time of my life. And so I wanted to like be that for other people. I saw how much power there was in YouTube and connecting with people in community online. And so that's really what got me into it to begin with. And then it's grown into something that I would have never expected. I ended up starting a podcast like two years ago now or about no a little bit over two years now um but yeah that's how I originally like got into it how old were you when you started your channel 16 okay okay cool yeah and so like at what point when you were doing YouTube did you realize like this could be a full-time career and that you should branch out into doing more things and yeah you you grew beyond YouTube what point was that at Honestly, it kind of, it happened like fairly quickly because I really would have started my channel at 15 and then started posting a lot at 16. Um, By 17, turning 18, that's when I moved to LA and that's when it was like a career, like there was money in it and, you know, things are growing. I had a team, things like that. Um, So it honestly, it was, I don't want to say it was fairly quickly because I was making videos before that, but it wasn't necessarily like Kenzie Elizabeth stuff, things like that. Um. And then just over time, it's like kind of developed in different, like different things. Okay. So now on to your newest project, The Living Room. Can you tell me all about that? Tell them what it is and also why you started it, how you got started, what you offer on your Patreon, all of that. Yeah. So The Living Room um, is something I really love. I um, grew up in Texas and like cultural like Christianity whatever very different it was when I moved to LA that I really like my faith was like the biggest part of my life and I remember when I was younger my main reason for starting it was when I was younger I remember like 
not really ever fully connecting with someone that I saw online who shared the same faith as me, whether it was just like really Southern or, you know, just different kinds of people that reach totally different people than I would ever yeah. reach. But I didn't feel like there was someone who was more of like my kind of girl that um, had something that would be of like more faith values. Like not, I don't mean like faith values. I mean like valuable content is like mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started the living room because it's basically what I would have wanted when I was younger and would have felt like really connected with. So we do under the Patreon, we do like podcast episodes. We do this thing called car confessionals, basically just like videos with me and like different friends, totally different topics. We'll do like Bible studies, things like that. But it isn't um, the like stereotypical Southern thing, which there's nothing wrong with that, like literally at all. It just, I never really resonated with it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who probably don't. And there's a lot of people who will not resonate with me. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that was like my main reason as to why I wanted to start it. I just thought there was a big gap kind of in the space. Um, and I also wanted to bring like a total, like so many different people on as well who like maybe other people would resonate with because I think the number one thing for me was when I realized there was people when I went back to my faith it was because I had finally met and found people that I connected with outside of faith and within faith and it made me feel like oh like maybe I could do this again yeah yeah I think it's really really interesting like what you started I definitely feel like there has been a gap in the market for kind of faith-based content that resonates with kind of our generation I feel like a lot of times like commercialized Christianity can get a little um like cringy old and like cringy yeah and it's just like I don't know. I, I think it's like it's really good to like see, especially like your y'all's Instagram. Um, it's just like something that immediately catches my eye, and I just like. I mean, if if y'all have seen my Instagram feed and then your Instagram feed for the living room, it's like okay, yes, like it, it feels like me as well. So that's something that I really appreciate about that. Um, I'm curious, uh, what do you like hope for the living room? Like, what is your goal? What is your mission for it? The mission would just be to like connect with others but also I think like my overall mission is like helping girls specifically just because that's more what I resonate with Mm -hmm. but anyone um like find like the peace and confidence that I found through my faith in God and like relationship with God um as far as like what I see for it becoming I'm very much so like I have it with an open hand I have no idea um I know I was like supposed to start it and we'll see there's been like obviously like difficulties and things like that Um, but I don't know, honestly, just overall community is like my biggest thing with it. I love that. I never wanted to replace someone's like local church type thing, but I do think we're in a period of time where people just don't have community at all right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think community is probably like my biggest thing aside from like, obviously like helping people. I think I get messages literally every single day from people being like, Hey, you know, I left church too. And like, I watched your videos and like it, made, it helped me and things like that and that was like my biggest thing because I'm like I feel like my audience is like most kids who are kids were they're normally my age but like most people who watch me um have like similar stories you know and I think there's ways to like process through that and get through that and also get to like a healthier place um so I guess I don't know there's like so many things behind it but it would mainly be like peace and confidence and community Yeah. And I I love that because especially like now and in the internet age of like, it's very common to like make friends over the internet and like create community like 
some of the greatest community that I've like created outside of like my faith personally is through like this podcast and the internet. Mm -hmm. Like I literally have a roommate that's going to move to New York City with me hopefully later this year that I haven't met in person, but we met each other through the podcast and like we're so close. So I, I love that like you can also like foster that kind of those kind of relationships through the living room and through just the internet in general. And I think that is something that as well hasn't been feel like stressed enough, especially like with quarantine and like us all not being able to go back to church, for example, like my church has not reopened at all since um, COVID started. So I haven't been able to physically be there. And so I think, yeah, it's really important to kind of find ways to create that community online, even though it can't always necessarily replace it, but it's it's always a great addition for sure. A hundred percent. So I'm curious in terms of just all your platforms in general, um, what are kind of your overall goals or like where do you see yourself going with, you know, your career in social media? Um, and do you want to stay on social media indefinitely? Yeah, I'm definitely on indefinitely. Like you'd have to kick me off <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> Um, I am not really like a huge five-year plan kind of person anymore. I feel like I was when I was younger and now I'm just not as much. I think it's also hard when you're in digital because, you know, most of things, what I'm now didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say. So it's like, I'm very open to whatever happens. I think just continuing to like build out the brands lifestyle I love like cooking wellness fitness things like that I would definitely want to do products like other businesses things like that but I'm not not that I don't work hard I'm just like I'm very open to whatever comes um Mm -hmm. and I'm not as like planned out as I used to be just because I can't even I wouldn't even be able to guess like whatever I'm doing in five years I guarantee I would not be able to guess it now (laughs) it's just kind of like become a waste of energy for me and it was something that I was like stressing about so much but now I'm like I'll just take it as it comes like I think at the end of the day um social media is going to continue to evolve things will evolve from platform to platform and I'll just continue to evolve with it I, I really don't see this being something that's like dying out I also have a college degree regardless like I'm fine mm-hmm. you know Wait, what did you study again? Business administration, which is like weird because I'm not administrative at all, but it was like how I was graduating on time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a very useful degree regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that segues perfectly into me asking about post-grad life because that was the last topic I wanted to touch on today. Um, So how has post-grad life been for you? I know you kind of already have been like full force into your career while you were in college. So um. I guess I just like to know, like, what have you learned since graduating college or how has that adjustment been for you? I had a really weird college experience and it was like totally not the normal. And I also do not have the normal post-grad thing. So like, as far as like yeah. post, I would never like give someone post-grad advice because like I'm not living in that reality. Also my school, I actually don't feel like, it's not that I didn't learn anything from college, but I feel like I was already working in business. And so I had learned so many things. If I didn't know the name to it, maybe I learned the actual name to it. I don't feel like it was this like crazy thing that I couldn't have lived without because of what I was doing before. Um, but I don't know. It just, it feels weird because I'm just working. Sometimes I forget it's not even something I do anymore because it's just been this weird mm-hmm. vortex of like, you know, the past year of living in a pandemic. I would say the best part is that I don't do discussion posts anymore. I literally hate those more than anything. <laughs> the dumbest thing in the yes. world. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's given me a little... I don't know if like it's fully given me I don't feel like I feel any more free just because we're still in a pandemic 
but it is nice mm-hmm. to like have that finally be done. But I mm-hmm. had like a totally different experience that I was in like online school pretty much the whole time. So like I didn't have like the normal university experience. I didn't have the like finding a job after postgrad experience. Um, so I feel like I, I'm like a false postgrad kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, it just feels nice to be done. I think that's my main thing. Yeah, no, I I feel that so much because this is my last semester of college. So I'm just like, I literally cannot wait to just be done and like move mm-hmm. on with my life because yeah, it's a lot of college is like literally just doing stuff just to do stuff. Um, but I'm curious, I guess. So if if you feel like post grad has just been a little bit of a a whirlwind for you, what is kind of what do you have like coming up next for you? Like what, what's in your plan for like the next year, something that you want to accomplish? So I like made a rule that I'm not starting anything new for the next year because I am queen of like wanting to start new things. Yeah. So I'm just trying to focus on everything that I have now and get like better systems, make everything better and focus on what I actually have before I do something else. So I don't know what I'm going to want to do at the end of this year, but my main thing is like, I'm focusing on my channel, my podcast in the living room. Um, and that's it. I'm not allowed to start anything else. So we, unless well, we, you're already on Clubhouse. That I know, but that's starting something that else. That doesn't count. I, there's, there are like, there is one other project that's like in the works if that happens, but like, it's not anything right now. It's not like things I can share, mm-hmm. but I'm not, mm-hmm. besides this, that's like kind of in the works. I will not start anything new. We will see if that happens, but it's been two months and I feel like I've done a good job. Yeah, no, I think that's actually kind of refreshing to hear because I honestly, I feel like the past year and like this year so far, I'm like scrambling to kind of have that mindset that we talked about earlier where there's always more that you can do. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I should start this or start that, or I want to start a business or I want to, you know, do all of these things. And I have to like rein myself in a little bit and be like, okay, Kelsey, first we need to get a job. Second, we need to like, you know, maintain my the platforms that I already have and the things that I'm already doing. And then maybe we can start something new. But yeah, I definitely I'm definitely parallel with you on that always doing something new mindset. So that's actually kind of interesting to hear. I haven't ever heard of anybody say not to do anything new, but I think that's really smart. I've also never been able to do this like truly. I've always worked full time, but I've never been able to do it as like without school. I've always mm-hmm. been in school since working. So it's my first year where I'm like, okay, I'm actually like done with school and I can put all of my energy into this rather than have it divided. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just trying to like focus on what I already have. Yeah, no, that's really smart. Okay, well, now that we're getting it to the end of the episode, I want you to go ahead and share a challenge for the week with our listeners. Um, just something you want somebody to try out or think about throughout the week um, to challenge themselves to grow into a better version of themselves. This is actually something I just said on my own podcast, but I wanted to Love extend it. it here because I forgot that I did this a few years ago and it was such a good exercise. I think. When it comes to creating routines and resting and things like that, I talk about like resting and laziness, totally different things. But with resting, it's like what refuels you and it's totally different per person. So like make either write down a list or do a notes, like make a list in your notes app and write down things that throughout the week that you did that refueled you. So then when you need to rest and you feel burnt out, you go back to that and you're like, oh, I'm going to do that because it makes me, it refuels me. It gives me back like, parts of me I feel more myself um so make a list okay. over the next week of something that refuels you and then it's just like good to have 
No, I love that. Oh my gosh. I never thought about that. I mean, I feel like whenever I am really stressed out, like I try to take a moment and like just sit with myself and be like, what would make me feel better in this moment right now? Like if I'm really stressed or upset or whatever I'm feeling, like what would help me? But it would be nice to have like a, a list that you can run to and be like, okay, like I'm really stressed. Would reading my book help me feel better? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really, really love that. Well, thank you so much, Kenzie, for being on the podcast today. I would love for you to share um, where everybody can find you. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, Kenzie Elizabeth on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. I love you so much. Anywhere podcasts are found. And then um, The Living Room Daily on Instagram. And then on Patreon, it's just The Living Room. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go ahead and post all the links, obviously, in the show notes so you can get, you guys can go check her out. Seriously, y'all definitely should. But I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about Clubhouse <laughs> and the, you know, post-grad life, your social media, your journey to being your best self, all of those things. So thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you. All right, you guys, and that is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and be sure to go check Kenzie out if you haven't heard of her before this. She's incredible. You will love her content if you love this podcast. Be sure to rate and review the podcast if you haven't already. I love, love, love reading you guys' reviews, and I need to get back to checking my reviews and reading them at the beginning of every episode, so I will be doing that next week if you want to write me a short little review, Um, but yeah, I love you guys so, so much. And I appreciate you sticking with me through having a week off. And, you know, this week, honestly, has just such a whirlwind because of the snowstorm. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye, y'all.